Welcome to Joy Sounds, music you need to know, presenting the brightest emerging and breaking artists. This podcast is about who's next and who you will want to follow. And who knows, you might discover your next favorite artist. Here's your host, Chris Sampson. Thank you and welcome back for another edition of Joy Sounds, music you need to know. On today's show, we present the powerhouse vocalist, Lara Johnston. Having been raised in a musical family in the San Francisco Bay Area, you would say that Laura is a natural. However, Laura doesn't take anything for granted and is one of the hardest working singers in the business. As a devoted scholar of music, she's always studying and learning from the great voices and songwriting traditions to build upon them and make them her own. Laura also feels equally comfortable as a solo artist or as a background vocalist for legendary acts such as Don Henley. During today's episode, Laura gives a sneak peek into some of her unreleased music with three songs performed live from the Joy Sound Studio. She performs Superpower, Happy For You, and Spacey. Keep an eye out as Laura plans to release new music soon. But let's start today's show with Laura Johnston performing Superpower on Joy Sounds. Set a course so we could light 
And that was Superpower, performed by Laura Johnston, along with Gabe Rudner on piano. And it's my pleasure to welcome to the Joy Sound Studio, Laura Johnston. Welcome, Laura. Thank you so much. I'm so stoked to be here. This is amazing. It's great to hear you and great to get a chance to catch up with you. Yes. And boy, did I need to hear that song. (laughs) That that song is like everybody sort of needs that at the right time in their life to remind oneself of what can be accomplished, right? Yes. That song, it came about, I had just gotten back from traveling overseas and I was kind of talking about just the electric feeling of walking around a city that you've never been in Mm, and like mm. how exciting that feels. And like my favorite thing to do is to just walk around a new city and listen to music while I'm walking and everything just feels so larger than life. And it's thrilling. I wrote that song with a guy named Kyle Dredden in Nashville, who's a talented guy, very talented guy. and, And we were trying to capture that total electric feeling. In the verses, it says, like, I've been thinking, like, maybe I don't need to be in a relationship. Like, I'm great on my own. I'm having an amazing time. Yeah. But then there's that moment where, in this case, I had, like, met a guy in a foreign city. Nothing uh-huh. nothing serious. Uh-huh. Just like, you know, like you- Do tell. I'm That's gonna... what this podcast is all about. <laughs> I'm going to sound like I'm 12. Confessions on joy sounds. Yeah. <gasps> Confessions. <laughs> but it, it was just one of those things where it's like you kind of see someone across the room or wherever you are and you've been walking around. You're already feeling really great. Like everything is new and you see this person that they look like they have that same, like they're on that same wavelength as you yeah. as far as just- Full of joy in that moment. We live moment. for those moments. Yes. Those moments are awesome. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So it's that idea of two people that are in that joy-filled state kind of coming together and recognizing each other's power. And I can see where you draw from this because you have had an amazing opportunity to truly see the world as a musician. So you've had some great touring experiences, right? I have. I've been I've been so lucky. It's been so much fun. I love just getting to experience different cultures. You've got a traveler's heart. Yeah. There's just something so fulfilling about doing that and having adventures and meeting people that live differently than you do. Or right. Yeah. You learn a lot about yourself in, yeah. in those moments of yeah. kind of figuring out a new way of being. And, and, and also, more importantly, more impor- much more importantly than learning about yourself, you learn about the world around you. And, yeah. and it's really, really joyful. And then a, a couple times I'm hanging out at my house, flipping around TV, uh, tune into Austin City Limits, and there you are. Oh! Um, background vocal with Don Henley. Yes. And it's so great to see you in that role because you're such a professional that you understand the role of the background vocalist and then your role as a soloist when you step forward. Two different hats, right? Absolutely. When you are part of a band like that, you're part of an ensemble that your yeah. your job is to bring this artist's songs to life in a really, you know, the best you can yeah. and, and serve- it's a team member mentality. Serve the song, exactly. Yeah. It really is. And I got to say, Don Henley is so freaking amazing. I feel like I learned so much just being able to sing back up for him and to- to really hear his lyrics, you know, night after night. And yeah. he's amazing. And he gives his all every night. And so it's it's a huge honor, huge, huge honor to sing for him. But it sounds like you're also taking away that example and incorporating it into your solo work because you you give it all every night when not, you're uh, out performing, right? I mean, that's part of some of the lessons it sounds like you've learned. Yeah, definitely. I feel so fortunate to have had examples like Don Henley of just these amazing artists who have written 
such incredible songs and who continue to work hard and be their best. Making music is, it's just so much fun. Mm -hmm. Whether you're doing it in a group like that setting or whether, you know, I'm doing my own show, just getting to be immersed in music is such a huge gift. It's hard to not give it your all. I mean, obviously we all have bad days that we're tired or, but even on days when I've been like, man, I don't know if I can do a show tonight. Like I am feeling low for whatever reason. The second that I get on stage and that the band is playing, it just, it's like no matter what, no matter how crappy your day was, like you just feel so much better instantly. Because as they say, the job isn't actually the performing. The job is the getting to the performance and all of the other things, the transportation and the snafus that happen along the way that can throw you off your game in in a big way. And also- a lot of if you're doing it on the road, you're feeling a bit unsettled and not at home and all of those yeah. things. And yeah, so the job isn't the performance part, is it? Yeah, that is so accurate. I had a show. I don't even know why I did this. This was a long time ago. It was just bad <laughs> scheduling on my part. But I had a show here in LA and then I had to take a red eye to New York to do a show the next night. Yeah, and that's, that's bad booking. Right it was there. really bad booking. <laughs> and it wasn't even like these were like some really impressive shows. It was just club shows. I don't know why, <laughs> what I was thinking. Right. but Live and learn, right? I was I was just like, oh, just do it. Yeah. And <laughs> it'll work out. And But yeah, all of that, all the grunt work and getting all your equipment together and all of that. But once you're on stage, it's that's just Candyland. So I'll never forget the first time I heard you. First time I heard you was in an audition situation. Yes. And you came in and was exceedingly polite and <laughs> exceedingly nice as as you are. And we're probably, you know, into our sixth hour of the audition. So I'm, you know, the coffee is worn off and, oh, yeah. and all of those things. And then all of a sudden you started in this huge voice, completely oh. unexpected voice just came out that I I, I wasn't prepared for. Oh, and I just remember sitting up like a bolt of lightning going, <laughs> oh my, where did that come from? Somebody once told me that it was because I had a large head and that's why my voice is <laughs> loud. They're like the physiology of it. I'm like, oh, okay. I don't know if I, I don't know if I want right. to you know, run with that. But yeah, um, right. I just always loved big voices. And growing up, I was so moved by singers that had these powerful soulful soulful emotive voices I can hear that that's what you're listened to yeah and are drawing from thank you I remember being young just being bowled over by Aretha Franklin and Mm. Stevie Wonder and just wanting to be able to emulate that way of the way that they moved me I wanted to be able to channel that it's just such an amazing outlet it really is and it's funny because I consider myself to be very awkward. <laughs> so it's nice to be able to to sing because I sometimes feel I can communicate better yeah. that way. <laughs> it's funny because you would think that a person who is awkward around a lot of people, like you might associate that with somebody that would have stage fright. Or, right, yeah, yeah. But weirdly, the stage is like the only place where, I mean, as, apart from like being home in my sweatpants, but <laughs> like- the stage is the only place where I feel truly at ease. Like I'll still get performance anxiety. Oh yeah. But all the stuff, like the constant chatter in my head about, you know, oh, this or that, or overanalyzing what I'm going to say in any given moment. It's so nice to have that just melt away and just be up there 
lost in the music. Yeah. Speaking of getting sort of in touch with these inner thoughts, inner emotions, and processing this a little bit, I'm getting a sense that this is maybe one of the things that you drew from to write our next song that you're going to perform for me, Happy For You. Is that a correct assumption? Yes. We've all been in that situation where somebody that you cared about maybe cared a little less about you mm, and yeah. and seemed to move on, you know, with haste. Um, <laughs> Too fast. Yeah. 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 And, and it, it hurts for sure. Yeah. It's that feeling of, oh, okay, well... I think it's twofold. It is a little bit passive aggressive to be like, fine, I'm happy for you. Good. You go do your thing, whatever. Right. right. Um, but also it's kind of choosing in that moment to be like, okay, well, I could let this really wreck my day. Or I could sort of try to separate from it and, you know, allow myself to be upset. Like, you know what? I am gonna decide to be happy for you. Yeah. And it may not arrive at that true emotion for a little while, but I'm going to work toward that. This was another one that I wrote with Kyle and also with a wonderful writer named Bree Kennedy. Let's invite Gabe back in to help out on piano. And let's have Laura Johnston perform Happy For You on Joy Sounds. It's over. Make it wish we were closer. I don't know why I'm still waiting. Oh, it's hanging on like a movie that keeps playing. Oh, it's unresolved. I don't want to. Say it happy for you, happy for you. And if no, I'm miserable, happy for you. In a moment, we became. Happy for you. Ooh. 
And that was Happy For You, performed by Laura Johnston. If you'd love discovering new artists and hearing them perform live on Joy Sounds, please consider supporting the show by visiting patreon.com slash joysoundsmusic. Once again, that's patreon.com slash joysoundsmusic. And subscribe on a monthly basis at whatever level works best for you. All proceeds go directly to the costs related to producing Joy Sounds, and your support will enable us to keep providing this platform for emerging artists far into the future. Thanks so much for listening and for your consideration. Now let's get back to our conversation with Laura Johnston. And that was Happy For You, performed by Laura Johnston, along with Gabe Rudner on piano. I've had the pleasure of knowing you for actually quite some time. Yes. And one thing that I always known about you is what an amazing student of music you are. You make those connections and you dig deep into all the relationships beyond a fan, almost scholar in a way that you approach how all of it's connected, right? You really get into it. I love nerding out over music. (laughs) Thank you so much for recognizing that. Absolutely. It's it's so fun, and there's so much amazing music out there, and I love to find like a new random artist from the 60s that maybe wasn't as famous, and but they have this amazing body of work, and there's so much like you could never get bored just to see, like you said, all the connections and the way that one era of music brings on the next. And yeah. I also hear it in your approach to your music making is, is that you have this depth uh, and understanding of styles and nuances. Vocally, I consider myself to be just such a student of certain singers. And I know that I sing the way that I do. I owe a great deal to these singers that I've idolized. Yeah. And what a gift to have singers like Ella Fitzgerald, like Aretha Franklin, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. like Dinah Washington. To be able to listen to and dissect and and try to emulate and sing along with it, it's just, it's such a gift. And you and I uh, share a bit of a fascination with the golden age of songwriting era. Yes. It's labeled a lot of different things, but Tin Pan Alley and all of those things, because it sounds like you're, you really appreciate that level of craftsmanship. Yes. In, particularly in the lyric writing. Definitely. It's amazing to me that it's so clever. Like yeah. there's such a level of cleverness and yet the cleverness does not sacrifice any of the raw emotion. Like it's both clever and emotive. You listen to some of these songs and they're just, they're such masterpieces. They're so wonderfully witty and and yet moving. Do you find that standard sort of in the back of your mind when you go to write? Is that something that you try to hold yourself to? Or do you feel like it just sort of organically comes out? I think more recently, I've been trying to channel that as much as possible. (laughs) It is not easy. No, 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 no. no. 
contemporary writing is just a, is playing a different approach. Right. It really is. It is. Yeah, no, we can't get around that. You're absolutely right. And every way of creating is wonderful and valid and a learning experience for me, especially, you know, writing with different people. People bring a different perspective and it's fun to interact with that. But lately writing on my own music that I'm still working on and, and haven't recorded yet or anything, but I've been just trying to to channel that Tin Pan Alley kind of style, I suppose, and mm-hmm. craftsmanship. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'll hear certain songs and just think, my God, like, yes, I love singing along to this, but if I could somehow write a song that felt like this and, yes. and yet was yeah. coming from my own experience, and that would just be the most creatively satisfying thing. So it seems like you've been splitting time between mm-hmm. Nashville and L.A., Yes. And you told me that you were in writing mode uh, Mm -hmm. off air, which is kind of cool. Yeah. Um, So, but you do a lot of collaboration while you're in Nashville, right? Yeah, definitely. When I'm in Nashville, um, that's that's the name of the game because there's there's so many great writers there. And it's really interesting to observe different people's processes. You know, there's the kind of Nashville standard where people will, I know that some of them have like two, three sessions a day, kind right, of right, get in. Yeah, it's yeah. like a factory. <laughs> yeah. And then others, not so much. I've met some really awesome people that, you know, we could just spend hours kind of hammering away at a song and, mm-hmm. until mm-hmm. we feel like it's really where we want it. Um, and then I've written with other people where it's like the name of the game is speed and kind of like just turning it out. Yep. And I think both of those approaches can absolutely work. You know, sometimes the speed approach is nice because it doesn't allow you to overthink anything. On the other hand, I do really like spending a lot of time on a song and making, especially like it has to be a song that you already believe is going in the right direction. Sure, that you already absolutely. Have a feeling for. There's nothing worse than beating your head against the wall Ugh, with a song that just it's just not working. It's, yeah, it's in totally. a dead end, and it's just like okay, you just got to abandon it. Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's the worst. Yeah, that's the worst. I think part of maturing as as a writer is knowing when to leave it just like yep walk away move on (laughs) (laughs) i also know that your upbringing was in northern california yes uh, against this beautiful backdrop of of the bay area yeah do you feel like that bay area upbringing also is in your dna as an artist is that part of who you are 100 percent. i will always have such a soft spot for the Bay Area. Anytime I go home, I feel instantly just grounded. The smell of the air, the the scenery, everything about it is so special to me. And I do feel like every time I go home, like in my room from growing up, I write a lot of songs because it just feels like such a safe, reflective place. You have all those memories. And I do like to draw from childhood and and I feel lucky that I think fondly upon childhood, but just that feeling of freedom and imagination. One of the really cool projects I got a chance to see you participate in mm-hmm. was one of those Playing for Change uh, oh videos. I'm on their mailing list, and so I get this Playing for Change video of Listen to the Music, and there you are. Oh. How amazing for you to participate in this project that I think makes such an amazing statement about yes. the universality of music making. Yes, 100%. I think it's so amazing what they do. I love their whole spirit and their their mission There's something so powerful about seeing musicians and singers, dancers from all around the world. Incredible. 
all uniting in one song. And, and it just speaks to the power of music and not to sound overly idealistic, but the peace and love. And like we all at our core want the same things. And yeah. I think music is the best way to to see that, to hear that, to experience that that common humanity. And Playing for Change, they do such a phenomenal job of showing that. And it's it's really moving. It can serve as a reminder why we do it. Yep. Like I think separately, like the music business can be such a stressful, mind-bending thing. Mm-hmm. And yet there will always be this never-ending well of pure happiness and emotion and truth that is music and playing for change shows that like music in its purest form. So the songs that you have brought to us and have performed for us today are all unreleased, which is really special for us. That's awesome that we get a chance (laughs) to get this preview, but you've got some plans to be releasing some music here pretty soon, right? I do believe so. Yes. The songs that I'm performing today, I didn't release, I was going to, and I think now I'm going to put them out. And and also I'm working on new stuff. This is actually something that I would say to musicians. I don't know if anybody struggles with this the way that I do, but sometimes I get in this box of, I can't put this out because if I put this out, this means that I'm one thing and then I can't be this other thing that I also want to be. And it's like, yeah, people will say, what's your lane? What's your sound? But ultimately it's okay to change. It's okay to put one thing out and then evolve a little and put something else out. It's part of being an artist. It's part of being a human. And I think you don't have to worry that because you put something out, you can't also put something else out. I think the worst advice that I always hear is pick a lane. Yes. I hate that advice. Oh my God, thank you. <laughs> because I feel like that's like the first thing that any aspiring artist hears. And oh, it's yeah. garbage. It, it, well, it's it's more to make their job easier right. rather than to help you. Right. It thwarts artists. It, it, it stumps yes. artists when all of a sudden they get that mm-hmm. advice. It can totally get in your head. You're so right. And I get it. Like, yes, if, you know, if you're a major label artist and you're going to release a project, of course, it has to be focused and branded and all of that stuff. But if you're an artist that's starting out or not even starting out, you're just exploring, you're experimenting, like a lane will come, I suppose. And then if you want to change to a different lane, that's okay too. Did you see that Linda Ronstadt documentary? I haven't yet. I think you'll really like it. I know it. I will. Yeah. I think you will love it. It's it's fascinating. And she's an example of an artist who she tried on so many different sounds and inhabited all of them with equal vigor and equal grace. And That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And and it's so interesting to observe that. And I love every like all of her music. It's not like she had to like, oh, why didn't she just stay in the stone ponies forever? Like try a bunch of different stuff. Laura, this has been awesome to catch up with you. You too. Thank you so much for having me. But before you go, would you mind playing us another song? Absolutely. Cool. What do you want to play us? This one is called Spacey, and it is a song about running into an old friend or acquaintance in a moment when you're not feeling perfectly put together and Mm. feeling a little, you know, tired, frazzled, whatever the case may be. And kind of talking about how it's okay to not be, I think, especially in the world of social media, we all feel this pressure to live up to this kind of sugar-coated Got it together at all times. Yes, 100%. There's, There's this thing of you have to only show your very best self. And that's just not possible. And in real life, you're going to have moments when you stumble or when you see somebody and you're like, of all days to run into that person, why today? And that's totally okay. And I think the message of this song is like, you know what? 
actually, you develop better connections with people as friends, as human beings, when you're revealing your honest self in your imperfect form. Because we're all humans, obviously. Yep. Although I do wish I was an alien sometimes. Mm-hmm, that, that'd mm-hmm. be cool. Yeah, then, then, <laughs> yeah, a lot of these issues could be taken care of. But, right? Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. But we deal with what we have, right? Yes. Let's have Gabe come back and join you. Thanks, Gabe, for helping out on, yes. on piano today. I'm a big fan of this podcast. Thank it's you. phenomenal. And it's so great to see you again and Thanks. catch up. Indeed. So to close today's episode of Joy Sounds, this is Laura Johnston performing Spacey. Thanks, Laura. I know you're not asking but I'm feeling kind of spacey Been a hell of a weekend Now I'm tripping on a Monday Oh no I'm seeing double You caught me on my way back Out the door to nowhere In particular And all I know Is I got to find my way back down Me back.
Be sure to subscribe and follow Joy Sounds wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, follow us on all social media platforms using the handle at Joy Sounds Music. Are you an artist who would like to be on the show? Visit the contact page of our website at joysoundsmusic.com for more information. Until next time, this is Joy Sounds, music you need to know. 